Hi, you're listening to Ingredipedia, a factual food fight podcast where each episode we choose an ingredient and fight about it. Emily Naismith. How are, how are you? I'm good. It's It's been a little while. It's been a while. You know, in December when we said, oh, we're just going to take a little break and we'll be back. <laughs> and now it's well, kind of May. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, been doing some things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, moving, eating, that kind of thing. What was the best thing that you ate in the previous five months when we haven't been? Um, the best thing I ate was... Um, at the Black Pearl, that bar in Fitzroy, mm-hmm. and they we were there for like a whiskey course for work, and um, they put on potato gems with um, this like mystery seasoning on them that you dip in this um, like sauce, and it was so good. I've never had potato gems that good. The sauce, I've never had that good. Like. It was insane. Okay. I've been trying to recreate it and I just keep failing. Is that just a special thing they do or could you go in there and order it any day of the I think the I'm week? pretty sure you can order it. I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe. I think I think they have a snack menu. So, yeah, it's probably on that. Okay. Good to know. Um, in the – well, one of the things that sort of held us up a little bit is um, I went to LA uh, and ate my way through town basically based on Lucky Peach recommendations and it's probably – the week to mention Lucky Peach because it just ceased um, production. It just mm. closed down, which is really sad. So sad. We're massive fans of Lucky Peach. And I, I think fair to say it's one of the inspirations behind us doing this this podcast at mm. all. Um, but I ate my way across LA based on their recommendations, including the um, double potato taco at Tra Familia in uh, Silver Lake. The most incredible taco of all time. It was. It's two tacos in one. There's a soft taco that's got like a cheesy potato thing in the bottom of it. Yeah. And inside that soft taco is a hard, like a crispy taco. Inside the soft? I thought it yeah. would have been the other way around. No. So soft Crazy. outside with cheesy potato yep. thing, then a, a, a crispy taco. Interesting. With like shredded carrot and like a really sharp sort of piquant sort of sweet salad essentially with like yeah, crispy carrot and all that kind of stuff. And I saw it, I was like, yeah, this looks pretty good. Oh my God. <laughs> just flavors, textures, just in, incredible. So thank you very much to Lucky Peach for A, existing and B, driving me towards the best taco mm. I've ever eaten. Lucky Peach, actually, the most recent issue made me really scared of chicken. Mm. I read that article where they talk about like all the germs in chicken and like how some people are so scared to chop it up on anything because germs splatter everywhere. And I actually never had that fear. Like I knew that you're not supposed to chop it on wood or anything, but now I'm just like, fuck, chick- I'm imagining chicken germs everywhere in my kitchen. Do you remember the time that you poisoned your boyfriend um, by under- yeah. undercooking the yeah. turkey? But that was turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, interesting that we are talking about the germs in chicken because our ingredient today... Yeah, it's eggs. Well, the chicken came first and then the eggs in this case. But um, yeah, we're going to talk eggs. Okay. So, Ben, did you have chickens growing up? Uh, like, no, no, I didn't. Oh, right. <laughs> you had like, a child, not chicken. <laughs> no, no, it's like... Um, no, I, I mean... Yeah, no, we didn't have live chickens yeah, in our okay. backyard growing up, no. We had them for um, a few years and the best part of having them was when mum got fertilised eggs and the hens sat on them and then um, we got to watch the chickens be born. Mm. 
And um, that happened one day on Easter Saturday. And by Easter Sunday, they were all hatched except for one. And so, like, we didn't, the hen had kind of stopped sitting on it. So we wanted to, like, give it a chance to hatch if it was going to hatch. So obviously what my mum did was put the egg down her pants to keep it warm. Um, and being the good Catholic family we were back then, she, want, she went to church on Easter Sunday with the egg in her pants. <laughs> and um, it didn't hatch. But what I did want to find out is whether it could have. So when the chicken um, sits on the egg, it's obviously the chicken's at a certain temperature and that temperature is only like a degree or so warmer than human body temperature. So in the little things I read about it on the internet, people were like, maybe it could be done. So I went to a forum called Backyard Chickens where someone called Nurse Turtle was giving it a go in 2011. She said... I'm going to do it from day one. Even with the shorter days, I have a WC Polish hen who has given me an egg every day for the last three days. The one I got this morning, I placed under my breast. I'm keeping a written journal about this insane adventure. Mostly I'm checking fertility, but doing the bra experiment at the same time. I guess this sports bra is my new best friend for now. An update on day two. So I wanted to take a long hot bath. I asked my partner if she would babysit the egg. By babysit, I meant for her to incubate while I took my bath. She looked at me in silence and blinked hard. <laughs> okay, no babysitter. <laughs> I heated up a towel with a hairdryer and tucked the egg inside the folded towel. After all, it was only about 30 minutes. It's tucked back in for the night. So over the next few days, this is like 11 pages of forum mm. posts. It's pretty wow. insane. She checks on its development, kind of, I think, like shine a light in the egg and can see the blood vessels and stuff. And it's kind of behind schedule a bit, but still developing. On day six, I'm a wuss. I just couldn't do it any longer. I was wearing a bra 24-7 and it was torture on my psoriasis. When I removed the egg, there was good vessel formation noted. So I placed it in the incubator with a new setting of six. Sorry, you guys. To cut a long story short, the chicken who they nicknamed Booby didn't make it, uh-huh. even in the incubator. Um, the kind of consensus was it was probably... It, like the lower temperature and the fact that it moved around so much mm. that was like different to the chicken in an egg. Yeah. But um, interesting experiment. Mm. Full credit to Nurse Turtle for giving it a proper go. And Mandy back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Booby didn't make it. <laughs> so eggs are in a lot of our foods. They're in our baked goods, in our breakfast, in our salads. I love me a good egg salad. But one thing I'd, I think we could get have more of is eggs in drinks. Mm, I agree. Uh, the, there aren't enough egg yep. drinks. And we talked about eggnog and egg flip yep. in the milk episode where we made like probably the best delicious yeah. cocktail I've ever had. That's really good. Um, I egg- wanted to bring up egg, egg flip again, but probably <laughs> done it a bit in that episode. Too, too soon. Um, I mean, eggnog makes sense because essentially it's like really runny custard, like mm. sweet and, you know, custardy and nice. Um, but there, there are drinks that do have egg, eggs in them. I was reminded of this again. Did I mention I went to L.A.? I went to Cole's Electric Buffet downtown uh, and I had a whiskey sour. Mm. And my favourite cocktail. Yeah, mine too. And while I was watching the out-of-work actor make it, um, it occurred to me that (laughs) someone at some point went, you know what whiskey, lemon juice and sugar syrup needs? Egg. Like, hats off to you, Jerry Thomas, who first published the recipe for the whiskey sour in his Bartender's Guide in 1862. Because it works. Eggs makes makes it better kind of the light whipped mm. egg white thing adds a bit of body and lightness to the drink um 
so thinking about that particular egg drink, I came across a num- number of other egg cocktails. There's one called the Golden Fizz, which is basically a whiskey sour but with gin. Mm. And the Royal Fizz, which is the same again but with the whole egg, not just the white. It's got the yolk oh, yeah. in as well. I guess have a bit more body to it. Um, there's one called the Coffee Cocktail, which doesn't actually have any coffee in it, but it looks like coffee because it's got cognac, port, egg and sugar. Um, then there's a, a warm punch called Tom and Jerry, which is sort of an eggnoggy thing, but you'd mix the egg and the and the alcohol separately and you mix it together. It's got cognac and rum in it. But I think the first egg drink that came into my conscious, uh, other than Egg Flip Big M, because mm. I probably remember that first from my youth, comes from this one innocuous line from the film Cocktail, spoken by Brian Brown. Ever work behind the bar? My uncle's in the business. You know how to make a red eye, Mr... What's your name? Brian Flanagan. No, I'm sorry I haven't had the pleasure. So, the red eye mm. that he talked about. And, and through this scene, it's where Tom Cruise... Um, does everyone know the, the film Cocktail? I remember it fondly because it had the Beach Boys song Kokomo in it with drums by John <laughs> Stamos. I've never seen it. Throughout this scene uh, where, where uh, Brian Flanagan is meeting Douglas Coughlin, played by Australian legend Brian Brown, uh, he's making this drink. Uh, and so I, I went to the internet to, to get the actual recipe for the red eye that Douglas Coughlin is making. It has in, in it beer, tomato juice, vodka, and an egg. Okay. So that doesn't have any relation to that red eye sauce that we spoke about. No. In like the coffee or episode or something. We, we made red eye mayonnaise. Yeah. Which had, was, had coffee, coffee in it. Mm, no, sriracha. it's basically, yeah, that's right. Um, it's not related. There is a drink, a Texan drink, which uh, called the red eye, which is different again from this Douglas Coughlin version, um, which seems to be invented by the film Cocktail. And I assume invented by Australian legend Brian Brown. Brian, if you're listening, let me know if it's yours. <laughs> now, what I've got is the ingredients for a red eye here. We're going to road test it. Cool. So I've got tomato juice, um, which I've got the golden circle kind of soft pack of tomato juice, which disconcertingly has the <laughs> a recipe for Vietnamese tomato rice on the back. Um, oh, I forgot to bring vodka, so I had to buy some on the way. I've got a little, a little uh, one of these. People like, would have cast so many oh, yeah. judgments of you on the yeah. way to on the way recording. to the studio this morning. I bought a, a small bottle of vodka. Uh, um, yeah, some eggs. Yeah, they were just like, dude, you got a problem. So, all right, I'm starting some vodka in the bottom of the glass. I'm just gonna put the whole lot in because what am I gonna do with this little bottle? Uh, it doesn't say to put hot sauce in it, but the Texas recipe has hot sauce in it, and I feel like it's kind of a Bloody Mary. So I've got some Louisiana hot sauce here. One drop does it, according to the bottle. So I'm going to put in six. Shake of hot sauce. Lemon juice. Um, sorry. Oh, lemon juice would have been good. Yeah. Tomato juice. I'm going to go just kind of a bit under halfway. Got kind of a pint glass here. I think it's that seems to be the size that Douglas Coughlin was mixing up in cocktail. So do you like all these ingredients by themselves? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of tomato juice. I can mm. have it in Bloody Mary, but, uh, you know, I can do it. Uh, I've also got a beer. It's a Cricketer's Arms Spearhead Pale Ale because that was what was in my fridge. Uh, topping that up. In goes the beer. 
And the final ingredient... I forgot about the egg. ...is an egg. <laughs> it's an organic free-range egg. Do, I do you this need morning. to whisk it or something? No. That's... I. I'm basing this on the film Cocktail. Okay. Douglas Coughlin, a.k.a. Brian Maybe Brown. Maybe it, whisked it in the video, but mm. didn't say it in the audio. No. Okay. No, you see him do it. You see him do it. There's an egg in there. Okay. And we have a red eye. Uh, now I guess I'm going to drink it. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, the egg's kind of <laughs> oh, separated into the bottom. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to give it a tiny stir. Just Douglas doesn't stir it, but you can see the whole yolk. The whole yolk's just floating <laughs> around in there, and you just need to knock the whole thing back. Like you can't be delicate with this thing. So here we go. Oh, oh. yeah, that's no good. Pour a bit in here. <laughs> oh God. Oh, that's enough. That's enough. Don't want the yolk. <laughs> okay. It's not pleasant. Like, it's not an enjoyable drink. It's not. But it's not, it's not bad. I mean, it's meant to be a hangover cure, right? Yeah. So. It does kind of in, have a bit of a medicinal. Well, there's a lot of booze in it. Yeah. There's a sort of most of a beer and a shot of vodka. It's got an egg in there, which I'm guessing is good good for you. And tomato juice must have something medicinal about it. Yeah. Oh. I don't like it. It's bad. I won't I won't be no, I won't be having that again. It's very bad. Brian Brown, good at many things. Inventing <laughs> cocktails in nineteen eighties movies, not one of them. So I'm gonna talk about one of my favourite meals in the whole world that has egg in it. It's a meal I don't know how to pronounce the name of, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. I think it's avgolemono, which is a Greek lemon soup that you have with chicken. Oh, yeah. And it's actually the best meal in the world. So I heard about it in a really cultured way when I was watching one of the first seasons of MasterChef mm-hmm. and George Columbaris said that um, someone made it, I mean, like one of the contestants made it and George Columbaris like frothed over it because it was like the soup his mum made him when he was sick when he was little. So now it's the soup I make myself when I'm sick. And it's kind of like makes being sick actually good because you can spend time making it and having it. So it's egg and lemon soup. And I want to talk about how the egg transforms the whole soup. So I'll just give you a quick rundown of the recipe. You poach the chicken thighs in chicken stock and take them out and then you cook some white rice in the chicken stock till it's done. Mm -hmm. Then comes the magical part of whisking eggs in a separate bowl, adding lemon juice to the eggs. And then the idea is that you add the eggs and lemon to the soup so it thickens and becomes creamy. Mm. But you can't add them straight away without boiling and curdling the eggs because the soup's too hot. So you get little spoonfuls of stock from the pot and slowly add it to the egg and lemon Uh. mix and whisk it. Um, keep whisking it while you add like spoonfuls and spoonfuls and then it becomes all frothy and nice and then once you've got like a whole bowl um, you transfer that back into the bowl with the rice and then it's all good and then you just stir it around and um, serve it with the poached chicken on top so you don't it's a little bit different to like a um, stracciatella like the italian version which is where you sort of drop the i guess you you cook a, a chicken stock you let it cool a little and then you pour all the egg 
in or there's a Chinese sort of egg drop soup version of it. So you're actually, you're cooking the eggs with... The stock, with, but But separately. without any heat yeah. under it, yeah. just in a bowl. Yeah. Mm, that seems gentler. Yeah. It's a bit of a process, but then I squeeze like lemon on top of it all because as anyone who listened to the lemon episode knows... Oh, wait, no, that was... Uh, Lost. The lost. The lost <laughs> lemon episode. Anyway, I love it. Um, so any everybody should make this soup, especially when it's like coming up to winter. Maybe I'll put some links to it on um, the website. Please do. Ingredipedia.com.au. Yeah. That's us. <laughs> uh, that does sound like a good idea for winter. Speaking of winter and temperatures, where do you keep your eggs, Emily? Fridge good question. Or cupboard? Actually. Um, I used to keep them in the, just like on the bench and now I keep them in the fridge. So you were, a, you were a cupboard, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. Out, out, out in the elements. Yeah. Because it's better for, better for cooking, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's get into it okay. because, um, this is a story that, uh, flared up in Queensland quite recently, as recently as, um, a little under two weeks ago, uh, that was in news.com.au, um, reputable source. Uh, the article is called Fridge or Cupboard, Queensland Health Unwittingly Sparks Fervent Debate Over Egg Storage. So what happened was in the wake of Cyclone Debbie in Queensland, a lot of people lost power uh, and Queensland's health department basically sparked a polarizing debate when they uh, gave the advice on their Facebook page to throw out eggs after just four hours without electricity. What the so fuck? So if you lost electricity, no throw your eggs out after four hours. And yeah, that was the reaction. <laughs> People like you jumped on there. Um, uh, one person commented, why are there eggs there? Ours do fine <laughs> in the cupboard without power, which gathered 42 likes from people who apparently do the same. Uh, who the hell keeps eggs in a cupboard? Bet you keep sauce in the fridge too, came one reply. <laughs> We've already talked about that on this podcast. Yeah. Um, Hate cold sauce. Keep uh, it in the cupboard. So that that was the debate that that sprung up basically on the Queensland Health uh, Facebook page. So they actually had to go and do some research as to wh- what they were talking about. Um, oh, sorry, there was another comment on there, which um, maybe this is where you got yours from, Em. I learned from a Jamie Oliver food course that it's absolutely okay to keep them out and it's better for cooking to be at room temperature. Yeah. Um, so the Queensland Health intervened and they said, like all food products, eggs should be stored in accordance with the manufacturer's directions. And if you look at the instructions on the egg carton, it'll say most egg producers in Australia recommend that eggs are stored below 15 degrees Celsius, Mm. which is a lot warmer than a fridge, which you'd have that at around sort of under five degrees. Yeah, I think I actually started doing it in summer because I was like, these eggs, because I don't have air conditioning. If it was like 30 degrees, I'm like, yeah. this is probably bad. Yeah, so 30 is probably not so bad. And so maybe in Queensland they were right. But uh, I didn't want to just leave it up to Queensland. So I conducted my own research. Oh, cool. Uh, a Twitter poll. Oh, I thought you would have done a science experiment. No, no. I did a Twitter <laughs> poll uh, where it was very scientific. I asked, um, "Would uh, do you, where do you keep your eggs in the fridge or in the cupboard and obviously some uh, uh, some intrepid Ingridopedia listeners twigged from my Twitter poll that perhaps <laughs> it was for an Ingridopedia episode. Hello, Devin. Uh, so there were 51 respondents to my poll. Wow, really? I'm pretty, pretty impressed with. 81% fridge. Interesting. Nine, 19% cupboard. The other thing that made me twig on fridge, because like 
we'd never done that in our house growing up is my fridge came with egg holders, yeah. like all the little egg shaped yeah. things. And that's actually one of the things it says in the, in the article, it's just got a photo of <laughs> eggs in a fridge and it said, hint, fridges <laughs> come with egg holders. It's a little bit of editorial license from the news.com <laughs> editorial team. So I will pay them that. And obviously, you know, all of this comes back to uh, the, the risk of salmonella with eggs. Um, some of the things that came out of that, that article are you should never wash eggs because um, it's, mm-hmm. you know, the um, it can actually help the sal- salmonella transfer inside the shell. Who the fuck would wash an egg? I guess, well, yeah. And they say, if, yeah, if you've got a dirty shell, they smell bad, whatever, oh, just throw right. them out. Um, but um, even in, in I'm, I'm guessing most of my respondents were in Victoria, 81% fridge, 19% cupboard, even in a cold state. So I guess the lesson here are that eggs are dangerous. There's a f- egg holder in your fridge. You're taking your life in your own hands, keeping them on the bench like you were. And I'm really glad you've gone to the fridge. Well, I'm going to take them out just, <laughs> just to shoot you, actually. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So remember a few years ago when Dave Chang, the um, famous chef and owner of Momofuku restaurants around the world, said in Lucky Peach, R.I.P., that Australia's burgers are the world's worst. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was talking about beetroot, wasn't he? Yeah. And eggs, actually. Really? So the quote was, you know who fuck up burgers more than anyone else in the world? Australians. Australians have no idea what a burger is. They put fried egg on their burger. They put canned beetroot like a wedge of it. I'm not joking you. This is how they eat their burger. (laughs) Yes, it is, Dave. (laughs) Which got me thinking, like, Australians really do like to put eggs on things. Like, the Aussie pizza. Aussie pizza. Yeah. Yeah. That's ham, cheese, bacon, onion, and egg. Egg. Which is fucked. Like, do you like Aussie pizzas? Yes. Oh. But I love Hawaiian as do well. Do you know that I was I was doing a Google because, like, obviously I'd never order um, Aussie pizza and Pizza Hut and Domino's don't serve them. They don't. I was on their website. That's un-Australian. I know. I'm, I'm going to boycott them <laughs> from this Friday night. Um, yeah. And also, like, go to any restaurant in, like, the inner suburbs of Melbourne and they're all putting eggs on things, like mm. eggs on there. Um, salad bowls, eggs on their healthy shit, eggs on, eggs on toast isn't that weird, but you know, eggs on ramen, eggs on everything. We love us an egg. Yeah. And I think for those bowl ones and like cafe ones, the reason they put poached eggs on things is like probably not to do with taste, but probably got to do with like, it's so cool. Like, like egg porn, like yolk porn, like cutting it open and watching it go everywhere and then like Instagram and all that kind of stuff. But that doesn't explain why we put eggs on burgers and pizza. Like, I feel like I don't really like eggs on my burger because, like, a burger's quite hard to manage as it is, let alone with, like, an egg in there with a runny yolk. Mm. And it's, like, going to go everywhere and, like, fall apart. It's just a mess. And it doesn't add really anything to the taste. So I have wanted to do a bit of research why Australians put egg on things couldn't find anything, so I've come to three conclusions. You didn't do a Twitter myself. poll? <laughs> didn't do a Twitter poll, actually. Why do you put eggs on things? <laughs> um, came up with these things. So my first conclusion was maybe it's an additional source of protein, but then if you're eating burgers or pizza, you're probably not you after protein. protein right? Yeah, and it's already got <laughs> shitloads of meat on it. Then I thought maybe it's like we're copying the French because Australians don't really have that much of a cuisine. So the French have steak tartare, which is raw beef with, with egg. raw egg yolk egg on yolk, top. Yeah. Maybe we're like, let's do that, but our way. And we'll just 
we'll, cook the we'll shit cook out it, of both yeah. of them. <laughs> and then I thought probably the most likely one is Australians are lazy. So most most of us get up late, fuck around for the bit. By the time it's time for lunch or dinner, we're still thinking about breakfast. So we put eggs on pizzas and burgers. Mm. Okay. Like the nation of kind of all day breakfast type thing. Yeah. Like I think that's probably the most likely. Yeah. I mean, do you think there's an English thing to it as well? Like they eat egg and chips and steak and eggs. Yeah, maybe. Which the Americans don't have as much. But why did we put it on pizza? Yeah, I don't know. Like that just seems so odd. I read a story that um, someone ordered an Aussie pizza from like somewhere that had never heard of it before. And he's like, egg on a pizza. And he's like, yep. And then when it got delivered, it was scrambled egg on a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting that you brought up laziness. Mm. How do you cook your eggs? Like how do you... Depends how I, um, what I'm doing. But usually, I think my probably favorite is poach. You'd poach them on the stove and you do like a dash of vinegar and you stir it into a whirlpool and all that kind of stuff or you just... Look, no. (laughs) No, I can't be fucked doing that. I'm not saying that's the right way yeah. of doing it. It's just that's one of the ways. In water, yeah. Yeah, so on the stovetop. Yeah, you, I also like boiling them and having like um, toast to dip in them. Yeah. Sometimes there isn't time though no. to poach. Sometimes there's not even time to boil. We're busy people. Uh, we've got things to do. Do you ever cook your eggs in a microwave? No, but my dad does yeah. and it fucking shits me. It's so annoying. I mean, I, I do sometimes... Not often, but um, my folks have like a microwave egg poacher thing, which is basically like a little plastic. You have literally every ingredient. (laughs) No, I I don't have every like utensil in the world. My my parents own this utensil, so I'll use it if I'm staying at their house. Explain to me what it is. It was just like a plastic container that's separated into two halves, so you can fit two eggs in it, Um, and it's got a handle, so you're not holding onto. It's made of plastic. Um, you're not holding onto the hot part and then it's got like a little lid that sits on top of it. So you don't crack the eggs? You crack the eggs, yeah. You, you crack. It's a poacher. All right. So you crack the eggs into it, um, just like two little dishes and then there's a lid on it yeah. that stops the egg from exploding inside the micro- yeah. microwave because it will explode. Yeah. Eggs explode in microwaves. What my dad does is gets like a coffee cup Puts the egg in there with water, I think. Bit of water. Then puts glad wrap on it yeah. and then hopes it doesn't explode. Yeah, but it always does. It always It does. always does. And there's science behind that. The science behind it is, that, and this is according to a website called thenakedscientist.org. It's got .org, so you know it's yep. real. Um, it has to do with the uneven cooking of the egg in the microwave because it cooks from inside out. And that creates steam pockets that don't easily escape or, um, uh, and they're not easily relieved. And also the proteins in the egg kind of steer, seal around these steam packets. So eventually the steam has to go somewhere and it just explodes the egg. So, you know, the one thing they tell you is to pierce the yolk with a fork several times and that'll stop it from exploding. No, it doesn't. It's actually the proteins in the white that make it explode more than the yolk. Uh, and you can't really pierce the white because it's, you know, essentially liquid. Um, so it is just the conundrum of the lazy person. Yes, you can cook your eggs in the microwave, but they will explode. Or will they? Because the nakedscientists.org also offer up a solution, not just for poaching an egg in, in a microwave, but hard boiling an egg in a microwave, which just Whoa. sounds like danger. So naturally, I gave it a try. 
this morning. So we'll, we'll go to the audio. This is me in my kitchen this morning. Okay, so I'm testing the rather dangerous hypothesis that you can boil an egg in a microwave. So what I have is a cup of boiled water. Now I have to get a pin and puncture the shell into the air pocket of the fat end of the egg. I'm just going to do that now. Now I need to put it in the microwave. We need to cover it. Oh, God. No, you don't cover it. Uh, no covering. Weird. They suggest don't cover it. Yeah, suggesting one minute of cooking. <laughs> Let's give this a try. <laughs> okay, it is spinning around. So is it fully submerged in water? Yes, you can see a slight bubble. surface of the water. Just listen, is it going to explode I guess is the question. Is this on high? It's on high, yep, it's on high. A bit more of a bubble now. 30 seconds in. (laughs) You can hear a fizzing sound. That doesn't seem like a good thing. The water's bubbling now, but I'm guessing that's just because it's boiled. Great radio. Yeah. <laughs> the egg is bobbing up and down violently. Feel the tension? In the water. Oh! No, that was just the microwave. And I mean, it's up. The moment of truth. Okay, the water is bubbling. Ah, what have we here? It hasn't exploded. Okay, I'll put you out your mi- <laughs> out of your misery. The egg, the, the, the shell cracked a little bit, which I think stopped it from exploding. Right. Uh, is that because of the pin? Uh, well, yeah, the pin is meant to, like, that's basically the release valve mm. for the steam within the, uh, within the shell. Um, and so w- what happened was that that crack, I guess, was the result of the steam escaping. Um, and... It um, so while it didn't explode, it was the hardest and most rubbery egg I've ever tried to eat in my life. Wow. The, the white was frankly inedible. <laughs> really, the yolk was okay. Um, I uh, you might have heard me um, speaking a little softly there, because my wife and child were asleep while I was doing this, and. Uh, when they got up, uh, my son asked, why does it smell like egg in here? There was a very strong sulfur smell in the kitchen. I don't know if that was just because they weren't the freshest eggs or whether cooking in a microwave um, makes it smell more. But the result was uh, no explosion, but a really inedible egg. At least you got a really gripping piece of um, audio out of it. I think so. Should we enter this one into the... Walkleys, yeah, Yeah, Walkleys, sure. castaways. <laughs> yep, good, good, good. Okay, so what did we talk about? I talked about whether humans can hatch chicken eggs. Yes, you did. <laughs> when you put it like that, it's <laughs> quite disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, okay, tell you what's disturbing. <laughs> Type in, can humans... Into Google. 
It's fucked. Okay, no. <laughs> I don't want to do that right now. Uh, I talked about uh, egg cocktails and specifically the red eye. I spoke about Avgolimono, my favourite soup ever. Uh, I talked about egg storage. And then I talked about whether uh, why Australians put eggs on things. And then I tested uh, the explosiveness of eggs in microwaves. Mm. So whose facts did you like the best? You can Don't write. answer now. Don't <laughs> answer now. Think about it. Think on it. Yep. Just remember how many props I brought in <laughs> for the episode and how Come many Em brought in. I know for a fact that you researched yours 20 minutes ago. Yes, but I went to the supermarket. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can vote on our Instagram, which is at Ingredipedia, um, for whose facts you like the best. And yeah, you could also review us on um, iTunes. Keen to get back up the charts after yeah. our five-month yeah. break. It has been a five-month break. Thank you for all your patience and thanks mm. to all the people who have been suggesting ingredients and just hitting us up on Twitter, uh, in particular, just going, guys, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, it This is a labour of love and we yeah, needed to fit it around some work stuff for a while, but we are back into it and we're really, really excited about this next run of Ingredipedia episodes. So if you do have suggestions for ingredients, hit us up on the website, uh, ingredipedia.com.au. And uh, we look forward to hearing more from you and you hearing more from us. See you later.